This month, our podcast is brought to you by Jay Brooks Coffee Roasters in Memphis, Tennessee. You know by now how much I love coffee, and Jay Brooks has a special place in my heart. True North is their original signature blend. Its name points to Jesus Christ, who they say is the real owner of this company. The name reminds us that we are guided by unwavering integrity and clarity of purpose directed by our Lord. The name derives from the world of orienteering, finding your way across terrain with a map and a compass. In order to stay on course and avoid getting lost, the compass must remain oriented toward true north to avoid getting off track by the pull of the compass toward magnetic north. When trekking in the backcountry, the alignment of the compass with true north must be regularly calibrated multiple times along the path in order to stay on course. Did you know that? I love learning new things. Just as the pull of magnetic north can get a hiker off track and eventually lost, so the pull of the world can also affect each one of us. If we're not careful to constantly calibrate ourselves, our spirits, ethics, morals, decisions, with our perfect standard in Jesus, we'll slowly but surely lose our way and end up somewhere we don't want to be. It's in these moments when it's especially important to create some breathing room and ask, how's all that working for you? Jaybrook's Coffee Roasters offers True North as a perfectly balanced cup that reminds us to remain centered in the one who is perfect to orient our lives every day. And hopefully we'll savor a cup that infuses a bit of tasty delight along the way. To order this signature blend for yourself and learn more about Jay Brooks, click the link in the show notes or visit jbrookscoffeeroasters.com. That's the letter J, brookscoffeeroasters.com. You are officially invited to create some breathing room. This is the absolute best podcast to find the strategies, resources, and motivation you need to stop drowning in overwhelm break free from hustle culture, and live out your God-given purpose. I'm your host, Rachel Baker, and girl, I've been there, done that. It is my God-given purpose to help you find space for an intentional life so you can confidently live in those strengths, skills, and passions that light you up and serve others. I know you are ready to create some breathing room, so let's do it together. Hey, welcome to episode eight of Create Some Breathing Room. We are kicking off a new month, a new series, a new theme today, so I am excited for that. I think the best way to introduce our theme for this month is with a story. So we are going to take it back to the fall of 2019. I like to say I was an online teacher before it was cool. Obviously, there was nothing cool about the pandemic, but 2020 was the year that all teachers had to make that switch to virtual education, right? And while everyone else was trying to figure out how to completely revamp their lessons and their teaching styles, I had been living my best online teacher life for nearly three years already. Most of my students in 2019 were kids in China who were trying to learn English. I worked with kids from the age of three all the way up till about 14, 15 years old, And they were all at different levels of knowledge of the language, different levels of fluency. So the story I want to share today that relates to this month's topic was with one of my older, more fluent students, and his name was Howard. Now, obviously, this is not his given Chinese name, but my students like to choose their own English name for our lessons. So Howard and I were working on a lesson, and it was about different indoor and outdoor activities. There was lots of great vocabulary, 
And there was this question at the end of the lesson to encourage extended conversation, right? We're trying to get them to talk a little bit more, make sentences. And when I asked Howard this question, uh, I was not at all surprised at the activities he named that were his favorites. He liked playing basketball with friends, playing guitar. He liked video games, right? Pretty standard stuff. Those were his top three. I'm sure he had a few more that we could have discussed. And then, then he thought it would be fun to ask teacher Rachel the same question. So he turned it on me and he says, teacher Rachel, what are your hobbies? What? (laughs) Y'all, there were a good few seconds where you could have heard crickets. I mean, I'm sure I had hobbies at some point, right? It's like a requirement of being human. You have certain things that you like to do, like for fun, right? Because it makes you feel good and it helps you enjoy life. Why couldn't I think of anything? (laughs) I just sat there and all I could come up with was, well, Howard, I'm a mom. I don't know why I thought this somehow answered his question, But it was literally all I could come up with. I'm pretty sure that momming is more of a life status or occupation than a hobby, at least if you're doing it decently. And I'm also fairly certain that if you have mom status, you probably feel like you've relinquished your rights to any and all personal interests and activities. Like, who's got time for that? Nobody. So this is what I want to talk about over the next several episodes, you guys. There's a lot to unpack here. And I do want to encourage you to take a hot second and consider what would your answer be to that question? If Howard comes to you and says, what are your hobbies? Whether you are one of my precious mom friends who is deep in the trenches of this exhausting and glorious stage of life, or If you are a businesswoman who's working really hard to reach that next goal, my question to you is still the same. What are your hobbies? And you might already be aware you no longer even have the slightest clue as to what brings you joy these days. Uh, Unless you are a mom, and then it is, of course, your precious offspring, right? (laughs) Or maybe you are one of the more self-aware and enlightened women, and you have somehow discovered the secret to regularly carving out that special time to nourish your soul every day or every week or every month, whatever it is. Way to go. Also, there are lots of other women who secretly hate and love and admire you all at the same time. Just want to call that out. (laughs) The conversation here today is not intended to make you feel sad or confused, or guilty around this idea of having a hobby, okay? The focus today is around why they are a crucial part of life, because I think they are. And especially as we talk about creating some breathing room in our daily schedules, this matters. Here's my first reason that I think hobbies are super important and should be considered as part of our regular daily life. First of all, you cannot multitask while playing. Have you noticed this? So having a hobby allows you to genuinely relax. 
Um, Let's talk about mom guilt for a hot second. While kids want to play, right? If you've got kids or maybe you're an aunt, you're a grandma, you're a friend, whatever, you're playing with kids and you might be a little distracted by something else. Has that ever happened to you? And then maybe there's this moment of guilt when you realize you've been trying to play distracted and they're like, hello, we're playing a game over here. What are you doing? Why are you on your phone? Ooh, ouch, stepped on my own toes. So you cannot play, do the fun thing fully and multitask. So when we take that break to do the thing that we enjoy, we're able to be more creative And we're able to be more productive because we've filled back our own cup. We can focus on other things later. So I love that having a hobby, doing a fun thing, allows us to truly take that break and not be able to multitask on all these other things, which I am 5,000% guilty of trying to do. And my children do not love it. (laughs) So that's the first thing. Secondly... I think everyone should have something in their life that they don't have to be great at. I mean, how would it feel to lean into something that is not performance-based for just a bit? I I don't know about all the other women of the world, but I think it's a pretty regular thing to feel pressure to be good at fill in the blank. I want to be a good wife, a good mom. I want to be a good friend, good at the work that I do. I want to be a good member of my community, my church family, whatever it is. There's a lot of this performance-based guilt, drive, whatever you want to call it. But having a hobby that you don't have to be good at, this is just for the joy of it, just for the enjoyment, the pleasure. So the big thing I want to acknowledge as I preach on this today, do I have this completely sorted out for myself? Absolutely not. But here is what I have discovered so far. I love to read books. If there were no responsibilities in life, I would just sit with my coffee and read all day long. That would be amazing. And I guarantee you my wish list right now and my bookshelves, (laughs) there are enough books out there that I'm dying to read. It would last me a good long while. And I do plan to do another episode just around this topic. I've got enough books I want to share with you on different topics and wish lists. We're going to have a whole conversation about it. So I have figured that out. I also love people. And I've discovered I must intentionally get out and be with others on a regular basis to maintain my own zen. Now, my introverted self has to balance the amount of human interaction I have each week, but that connection piece is so important for me. I've been able to identify that. Also, I'll just say, if shopping didn't actually involve spending the money that should probably be used to clothe and feed my family, I would happily do that every day. I don't always even find things for myself, but I love finding gifts for other people and pretty things that make me smile. Um, Also, office school supplies. I want all of them. So sometimes... 
We just need someone else to give us permission to do the things that we want and need to do. Is that you? Are you over there thinking or saying, I can't about all of this, all this stuff that I'm saying, I can't, there's no time, I can't do that. Because I am now issuing you a permission slip. Here it is. I want you to know you have permission to try new things. Make a list of any and all activities that you like and want to try. That's your starting place. Just make a list. And in case you need it, I will even give you a few questions that could help you get started in creating this list. So here are some questions you can ask yourself. What hobbies have you had before that you really enjoyed? What is something you wish you had more time to do? Maybe there's something you have right now, but you don't feel like you have enough time for it. If we talk about creating some breathing room, what's something that you do wish you had more time to do? Or what's something you've always wanted to try? Is there something out there that you're like, man, I would love to do that or learn how to do that? And another thing you can do is ask friends and family if they think there are any hobbies or activities that you would enjoy. Sometimes when you can't come up with anything other than I'm a mom or I'm a teacher or whatever it is that you identify as your personality, who you are, sometimes other people see pieces of us that we don't see in ourselves. So ask your friends, ask your family, what's something you think I would enjoy doing? Is there something I should look into or try? As we wrap up today, you know I always want to leave you with something actionable and specific that you can take from this time together. You don't need to go through a hot mess express identity crisis like I did when I could not answer that very simple question asked by a 14-year-old Chinese boy in a virtual classroom. Let me save you from that. Not that that would be your exact situation, but you get the idea, right? The most important things I want you to remember today are... Number one, play is important. You can't multitask while playing. So having a hobby allows you to genuinely relax. Number two, everyone should have something in their life that they don't have to be great at. There are enough roles in your life that leave you feeling like you have to perform well for whoever might be evaluating you, real or imagined. Find something you can do for the pure love of doing it. Number three, the questions that you can ask when trying to find a new hobby, right? What hobbies have you had that you enjoyed? What is something you wish you had more time to do? And what is something you've always wanted to try? And number four, I want you to know you have permission to try new things. Remember, I gave you the permission slip today. It has been issued. You are welcome. Now go and use it. I will say, if you need a little extra help getting clarity on this or carving out some time for these new hobbies, I'm a certified life coach and I would love to help you do that. I'd love to help you find time, create an action plan so you can live this intentional life that you're craving. It's time for you to step out into the star role of your own life. And I would be honored to help you confidently get there. Thanks so much for listening today. 
Be sure to check the show notes to get links for all the resources mentioned in this episode. As always, your reviews make such a difference. So thank you for taking the time to leave those for us. Your ratings and thoughts mean so much. I love reading each and every one. As we wrap up today, please remember, life can feel crazy and overwhelming sometimes, but you will never regret taking the time to create some breathing room.